Welcome to Vanzig Studios Music Podcast. Mickey Squeeze here with Carly Quinn. Yeah. We play with the band Misfit Saints and Midnight Mob, and you can check all our shit out at vanzigstudios.com, as well as all our handles, Vanzig Mosh Pit, Mosh, Vanzig Mosh Pit, and uh, Carly Quinn is at Carly Quinn, as well as Misfit Saints. Yeah. You mainly handle um, the mis- Misfit Saints stuff. On, on the gram. Yeah, you're on the gram. On the gram. Doing many grams. Yeah. Um, so, we haven't done a podcast in quite some time, and uh, I would like to do more of them. I think we can. We have the technology. I think, yeah, we have all the tech. It's just a matter of finding the time and our schedules lining up, because you are a woman of the night. Yeah, but sometimes I'm a woman of the morning. Sometimes. <laughs> Which is, like, just later at night. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you're, like, just a morning champion. Dude, I'm... Like a, an AM frolicker. So what we have been trying to figure out is, okay, when we were doing the band Midnight Mob, we were able to do a lot of promo just by word of mouth, by playing out a lot, traveling a lot, um, playing shows everywhere, talking to everyone, this person leads you to that person, that person leads you to this person. If you, if you sound good and your songs are good and you got some videos and photos that are all really good... That'll basically get you to where you got to go. Yeah. If you don't have that, you need to figure out a way. COVID kind of fucked everything up. Um, A lot of venues closed down. Um, People's lives changed over a period of two years where they can't tour anymore. So they got to figure out other means of doing such to get people's attention. So we're trying to figure out what is our best method to uh, get Misfit Saints out to the people. And um, we've been doing open mics as much as humanly possible in a bunch of different places. Which are super underrated. I agree. Like, I think, like, the notion of the open mic, people are like, ah, well, everyone sucks. That's why it's an open mic. It's like, that's not true. There's actually a lot of people that are really good at open mics. And there's a lot of people that are not the best, but they're interested enough, and that's enough reason to like support them and talk to them. Yeah, I mean, they got off the couch to yeah. humiliate themselves for the most part. They made the effort more so than you did by sitting in your room saying open mics suck. Right. Like, they did more than you. Right, so if you paid like $1,000 on your song to produce and record and have done, and maybe it's a good quality song, uh, but you don't play it live ever or when you do play it live it's like pay to play yeah you do right which you could do but most of the time pay to play situations no one's going to be interested in your shit because they're there because someone else brought them someone else paid to play and brought their 20 people you brought your 20 people and no one supports each other it's like a shitty situation everyone pays to see their thing and then leaves yeah at least with the open mic like everyone's going to do their thing and see other people do their thing. And like maybe maybe they don't hang around. Maybe they do hang around, but like it's free. <laughs> it's also it's definitely a lower bar because it's kinda like everyone's trying out material. Like it's not expected to be a super professional situation. Like you're not bringing in merch, you're not bringing in a road crew, you're not you're not promoing it at crazy right, you're not bringing a potential like booking agent or a manager watching you to like sign you for shit afterwards you're right. gonna play three songs and you get 
very direct feedback from mm-hmm. like a bartender or someone else like oh, i really dug that or like you'll get the feedback where no one talks to you mm-hmm. which is something that you need to take into consideration too right so if if no you- one says anything that's just as good as saying like well it's not that good yeah it's a good way to get free <laughs> feedback from strangers yeah and you'll never see them again you're right for the most part well yeah i mean it depends because we have seen at these open mics where the reoccurring stars yeah the reoccurring stars that come through time <laughs> yeah. and time again but it's it's fun too seeing them because you're like oh they're here like like i know their songs yeah like, there's based a, on the last open mic there's like, a weird camaraderie thing definitely amongst uh, locals that do this stuff. Yeah. And, um, you know, you never know who you're going to really run into. Like, uh, we became buddies with um, this girl that was running open mics, uh, and she happened to be at multiple ones, and she took a liking to us, and then she was hosting a radio show at um, the local college radio thing, and we got to go on there and do that. And nobody paid for anything other than like all the fucking drinks we had at the bar. <laughs> that was it. That, that was it. Other than that, we just walked in and played acoustically and just like no gear involved. And, yeah. um, if you're going to go out and drink, you might as well play some music. Yeah. That's... You could double, <laughs> double dip there. Yeah. But, you know, we've had a lot of awesome responses from doing open mics and people that have translation, translated into legit human being follows and likes and comments on our social media um for those that do use it you know and some people just don't use it too so we had uh, an experience for some dude i think he was from spain i think it was spain um the dude from spain yeah the tall tall older guy he didn't use any social medium um oh uh dave dave yeah, yeah dave and so he, and he was like he was an old school dude that used to play in a band back in the day and then he was like, throw me on your mailing list. And, um, you know, that shit is still legit. So anyone that tells you, you know, email is dead or whatever is dead, nothing's dead. It's just everyone has different ways to communicate. It's just a million more fucking ways to fucking yeah. deal with that. Well, Dave was funny because, like, with Midnight Mob, we had a mailing list. Like, we had business cards we had everything like ready to go like we just didn't open mic as misfit saints and like we were like oh we don't have anything set up because we didn't think about that really we kind of like we're just just want to go play so i emailed dave our music because it was the only way to get him to listen and he responds like immediately like, yeah with super really, positive yeah and yeah. he wants to know when our shows are yeah ex- exactly so some people don't use social media like a lot of other people people do and the only way to really get in touch with them is email because they like to use email so there's no reason why you should isolate you know yeah those people like it's kind of stupid and everything could be done like even when we we're doing our mailing list you know back in like 2017 16 stuff it was all electronic at that point yeah. you know we did it all through we were using mailchimp which is free um, which is definitely good to start with. And then you could just bring a tablet um, or a phone and you just have people just put in their emails. Yeah, on the spot. Right on the spot. I mean, There's we started no writing with like problems. A, we started with printout sheets. Yeah, regular handwriting. That we handwriting. made look nice. It was like midnight mob mailing list yeah. with little columns. 
And then we had to guess what the email was because we couldn't read handwriting. Right, because handwriting and, it sucks. and it's dark and dr- people it are drunk. Sucked. Yeah, it's you'd awful. have all these crazy emails that plus people you had are, to guess. People text more than they write, so it's yeah. actually it's more it's second nature now to to type into a phone. Yeah, to put it into a tablet. What it is, so it's really easy to get emails, and then you can automate them um, in specific ways. So you personalize them if you, mm-hmm. which is always better to do. The way we used our emails was we, so a MailChimp, you could set it up where every time you post on your website, so your post is like your blog kind of deal. So if you post news or events or whatever the hell it is, um, MailChimp, you could set it up where MailChimp will take all the posts from the week. And then if you want to do it at the end of the week, you they'll send emails out to people on your mailing list of all the new information. So... You know, it's like an automated delivery service in a way. And then you could, it's very easy to set up. It's not hard to do. Uh, but that's, you know, something that I think I'm going to do for Vanzig Studios. I have a MailChimp thing on our website. I haven't promoted it or used it yet. But I think Dave might be our... Uh, he's our experiment. He's our dummy for that one. And then... Um, I would say if he heard this, but he, he won't. Because he's... <laughs> He's email only. So he's a one-way man. <laughs> we're going to send him this just so he knows. <laughs> That's so true. So we're talking about Dave. But um, yeah, so back to open mics and things. We used to do open mics when Midnight Mob as a filler in our tour schedule. And we found it extremely helpful to fill in Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, or whatever random days. Or if a show falls apart, um, like we had one time a show that fell apart. On a Friday or a Saturday, I think, in North Carolina. Was, yeah, outside of Raleigh. Yeah, somewhere. And then they would... Was it called like the Drunk Horse? Drunk Horse some, Pub. Yeah. I think. I don't and even know played, if it's still called We that, played but. pool with like the guy and, and they like gave his us kid some, or something. Yeah, and then g- he's like, we don't have our license to play music. Yeah, Sorry. The, the town screwed him over yeah. hold, withholding their license. We were going to be the first show to open up the bar. And then shit went awry. But they were cool enough to be like, all right, here's some money and uh, we'll call around and see if we get you hooked up with the show in the yep. area. Didn't work out, but we were able to do an open mic in Charlotte. Uh, we drove over to Charlotte, found an open mic, just Googled it on the way. And we met a lot of really cool people over there. It's actually like a really cool open mic yeah. that we did. We went back there like a, not a year later, but like a couple months later, we, we stopped there. Yeah. Yeah. What was the name of that place? Don't remember at all. And I think it's closed. It's like whiskey. I'm almost positive it closed. Something. I have no idea. I just remember it's like this weird random building in this like really quiet area. Yeah, they were really but nice. They bought though. merchandise. Yeah, it was pl- like we played a real legit show. We sold like a hundred dollars worth of merchandise. Yeah, we played three songs. Yeah, it, it was, and we sold a bunch of merch, and, and then they invited us back for like a feature. That was the same tour. They invited us back like on the way back from our tour. They like stopped by and play like a thirty minute set. Oh, you might be. Is that the same bar? I think you're thinking of the one, um, Deep South Bar. Oh, that is what I'm thinking of. Yeah. That was the name. That one. What was the other one then? I don't know. I don't remember it. It was in Charlotte. It was open mic. It was like dark. And we remember that girl band? There was like two girls. They were playing with each other in like a metal band. <laughs> but um, uh, I'm trying to think who else. It was like it's tiny little shit pub bar. And they, they separated the 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 venue and just in the other room kind of thing i can't remember it and we said it was like just on the side of the street like it was nothing special it wasn't even in strip malls a standalone little house it looked like a house 
almost looked like a weird, weird fucking house. I don't remember it. Yeah, I'm I, thinking of the Deep South bar then. Yeah, no, that was that was legit and that close too. Yeah, that sucks. That's COVID kind of so ruined really, a lot those, of those. Yeah, all those places are gone. But you can always reach out because more pop up. Yes. Um, but yeah, so we're doing these open mics and we're reaching out to a lot of people locally because I think it's important that if you want, if you don't want to do pay to play, which nobody wants to do pay to play, although I think it's a good way to learn how good of a hustler you are because if you could hustle, you know, 20 tickets and 10 of them are strangers, you're kind of doing something right there. Yeah. Like you're talking your band up right and all that kind of stuff. And you may have to pay out of pocket for some things here and there, but it's a good way to learn how to fucking market your stuff. Now, if you want to do, if you don't want to do pay to play and you want to play cool venues and you want people to come to you to set up shows and you don't actually have to set up the show, it's to organize locally, network with everyone, every band, every promoter, every bartender, every guy at the door, <laughs> everyone walking in, everyone knows everyone. And um, if you impress them and if you're just like, just got a great personality, uh, people will look to help you out. And we were doing pay to play venues where the venues were paying us to play. It kind of we we reversed it. We reversed it on them by telling them we wouldn't pay to play. They were like, "Well, because that's the thing too is like when you bring uh, good quality and you bring that, you bring a crowd to a show. Basically, you know, like these promoters can't they can't argue with you. No. Like if if you're they're gonna be like, all right, you have to sell at least you know twenty thirty tickets to play here, mm-hmm. and the tickets are fifteen dollars a piece, and you're just like." Yeah, I don't want to do that because, like, I have the crowd. We'll just play somewhere else. True. And the promoter wants you to play their venue because you're going to bring the crowd. Right, right, so right. So all of a sudden it becomes, all right, uh, we'll pay you 300 bucks to bring your crowd. Right. You want to break that threshold of where it's it's about quality at that point. Yeah. It's not about the money. It's like you're going to elevate the show by being on the show. Uh, so, therefore, you're worth it. You're worth it. Maybe you don't have to pay to play. Maybe you don't pay anything maybe they're just allowing you to get on stage in front of like 500 people at a sweet spot in the set or whatever if you work hard at meeting everybody yeah (laughs) there's no way around it people want to everyone becomes your friend your fans become your friends and uh it's so much easier to, to have things fall in your lap when your friends will go out of their way to help you it's a very social game. It is. It's like it's fifty percent musical ability, and then fifty percent like social skills. For sure, and like so, we know people that have you know they release a song on Spotify, and there's like twenty thousand listens in like you know a week, and they can't bring one person to a show. It's it's total bullshit if you put all your eggs in basket of you know, streams and likes and follows. The real metric is people coming to your show, people spending money on your product, whether that's your show or your merchandise or both, um, or people coming to the coming to help and offering, you know, hey, listen, do you guys need help when you tour? Do you guys need help with merch? Do you need help with this and that? That's the real metric of are you succeeding at being in this band? Not 20,000 streams yeah. on Spotify. Well, because nowadays, 
And like we saw it, we were. Well, we just went doing, through it. We just went through a whole bunch of stuff. Like Cerveza. The back end. Oh yeah, Cerveza. No, the back end of everything. We just went through everything, and it's, it's so silly how like, you just buy everything. Everything is bought, and it it has no weight to it, and it's so stupid. <laughs> like all all it takes is to just like, just be nice to fucking people, and like they'll like your band if you're semi decent. Yeah, the only way you can do it is by going out and doing it. You can't just sit in your living room, think you did three posts a day on whatever the fuck you were doing. And, yeah, you paid. And then all of a sudden, like, shit's going to open up for you. Nope. The band that's out there doing it is the one that's going to beat you to you the end You paid three line. credits for some asshole named Jason to put you on his playlist. Yeah, fuck Jason. I have a playlist, too. Yeah, me you too. You want to give me three credits? Nobody knows what that fucking means, either. <laughs> What's the monetary exchange for credits? And don't listen to anyone to tell you to pay for those things and add this... E- it's an easy way to bump up your yeah. shit. Don't waste your money. Yeah. Well, Fiverr is like the biggest uh, go-to for that shit because you can go to like Fiverr. Fiverr is a great website too if you're looking for artists to do like your artwork for your album or like music videos. Like there's a lot of really good, talented people out there. But Fiverr is also the quickest way to pay like 20 bucks for a person to like promote your music, like quote unquote promote your music with bots and shit. Yeah. And that's how you get like, you know, 20,000 listens. And you'll, from Russia. And you'll never have <laughs> like, or any organic idea of what the hell. Are you getting bigger? Are no. you not getting bigger? Are certain songs better? No, no. they're all going to be the same well, number. Well, those, those bots skew all your data, too, because all the listens are coming in from, like, Brazil, uh, Poland, Spain, Wichita, Kansas. So you have no idea where your fan base is because your fan base isn't real. So, like, you want to play to your fans like if you have a lot of fans in connecticut go fucking play a show in connecticut yeah but <laughs> good luck in connecticut yeah i mean connecticut sucks no offense but offense <laughs> <laughs> no but like those those like when it it hurts you to pay for all those bots and shit because you have no idea where your fans are you just created all this fake data for sure that sends you nowhere and like what's the point of playing a show if no one's showing up yeah we had uh, with Midnight Mob, it was kind of funny because we had like far less stuff going on on social media than other people. Spotify was like newer at the time, mm-hmm. right? And but we we were playing with like Kid Rock and Shinedown and shit. So like, yeah, you know, it just it was proof in the pudding. That's not where you should be putting your time to make it fucking. Your band should sound awesome, so you should be practicing your fucking ass off, and your song should be really good. Which is subjective, but you have to put effort into doing that. Um, Your videos, photos should look professional. Mm-hmm. Like no one's saying either that like your band has to be like a bunch of bodybuilders. Like you guys can be like that'd be good though. Yeah, yeah, be, that'd be they just deadlift drums a and bunch shit. of glutes. But like, like a band doesn't have to be like oh like a really hot person is like the face of the band. Definitely looks help a lot, but. If you dress appropriate for how you look and shit, helps your fucking band. Well, if your music's killer, it's just, it's good. It doesn't yeah, matter. It, it, just, it doesn't fucking matter if your music's really good. Now, not everyone has an ear for that. And you gotta just be honest. And that's why doing open mics, hearing your music in the rawest form, too, with this an acoustic guitar and a voice, uh, you'll get an instant like idea of, oh, this song sucks. Oh, this song is good. And um, definitely if you get people 
strangers coming up to you for no fucking reason. They don't have to come up to you and talk to you at all. And they're coming up to you and they're telling you that they're they're you're really good. Yeah, you're on the right track then. That's a huge compliment. If like you play a show, someone you've never met in your life comes up to you and is like, I really enjoyed that. They don't have to do that. They wanted to tell you that they really enjoyed it. That's a huge compliment. Also, what's really cool is that since it's such a contrast to acoustic and your electric style, is that when you play venues um, as like your full-blown electric or band version, and then let's say a venue gets used to hearing you like that and they like you, and then you come back one day during their open mic and you'd play the songs acoustically and they're like, holy shit, that's really good too. Makes you more valuable yeah. as an artist. Yeah. It shows off like you can do the loud shit, but you can also do the more ambient shit. Yeah. And I think also acoustically, um, you know, if you're not acoustic band first, if you're an electric band and you go to acoustic, I think you should always be rewriting your music for acoustic to have a different sound, a different vibe. Create more of a mood that well, way. It also shows your creativity. It's good practice as a songwriter. And it'll give you different ideas. Like it allows you to think of things and hear things differently than than the normal rehearsal space. Um, and that's stuff you take back to your electric versions too. You're yeah, like, right. Oh, this sounds really cool acoustic. What if all of a sudden this second vocal part existed in the electric version live? Like, right. So it, you start adding things that weren't there. So even with Misfit Saints, when we started rewriting the material acoustically, um, our drummer Rainbow could hear things and he would just throw in random vocal melodies out of nowhere. And majority of them basically stuck. But there are melodies that we didn't hear when writing the material originally. Or recording or it. Or recording yeah. it. And he comes in later on and just does these things. And we're like, oh, that's fucking cool and yeah. obvious. We'll and keep I don't it. know why. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep it. And then we start nurturing the song with that kind of stuff. Um, so the open mics are super valuable. Uh, the one thing that I really want to do. So it's weird. You get uh, questions a lot. Oh, what's your contact information, right? So in this day and age, do you keep business cards? Do you do the digital business card thing? I think you should do a generic, you should have, I think you should always have a generic business card on hand. Um, if not a generic business card, then a generic sticker. Uh, you should probably have stickers anyway. I think what worked for the Misfit Saint shit is the most basic of stickers. It's a white sticker, mm -hmm. black font, super easy to read, just as Misfit Saints. Yeah. And anytime I hand those out to people, because the, the way social media is now, it's like, most of those people reach out through Instagram. Mm -hmm. Like that's just where majority of them funnel off to from there. Right. And, but then they're in touch with you. Right. Like it's that simple. So like the business card is good. Like if you're going to book a show with like a venue, you kind of want them to have your email, like a more traditional, like form uh, of unless contact. Unless they request to only talk through yeah. well, like, whatever means. Industry were talking to us through Instagram and right. now they strictly text me. Right, because we're more like, yeah. friendly with them. But yeah. I think the go-to, if it's like a like a business or something, maybe give your email. But for the most part, I think people are going to reach out through Instagram. Yeah, or whatever their preferred what way their preferred of thing. doing. But that's what I've noticed as of recently, too. It's like Instagram's yeah. the go-to. Yeah, we're kind of in like this weird phase of 
people are kind of confused. Everyone thinks some people think, oh, here's my Snapchat. And it's like, no, everyone uses fucking Snapchat. Snapchat's for booby pictures only. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I wouldn't go there, you know. Just, I think Instagram is a good middle ground for all ages. It's kind of like that. Yeah, from Instagram, you move to whatever is more comfortable. Like from Instagram, you can move through texts or Mm -hmm. emails or Facebook, wherever from there. But I think you should always have something on you that's printed with your band name and handles. So this way, if they don't, because we're all drinking and they don't remember who the fuck you are and they go to, you know, clean their clothes and your stickers in their jeans, I'm like, oh, that was the band. Now I remember. Yeah, there's a better chance that they'll at least make the attempt to search it. Yeah. If they have it in front of them. Otherwise, it's just, you know, a memory. <laughs> and the other thing too is that I want to start doing. Um, so we used to use club flyers a lot, and it's super cheap. You get like I don't know what it is now. Let's say five hundred flyers, like postcard size, full color, um, one side only, for like twenty dollars. And you, you know, you create the file, like what it looks like and what you're promoting, and then on the back side, it's just clubflyerspromo.com or whatever it is. And Although if you don't want that, you could double side glue them. You could if if, if you, you want to do if you want to do all the, that extra work. <laughs> if you don't want to promote club flyers at all, you then, could take the flyers and just double side them. But just remember, <laughs> then you're getting only 250 flyers, not yeah. 500 flyers. Also, most people are drunk; they're not going to flip the flyer over. Yeah, <laughs> so that would be good just to have. A no one's doing it, so you'll stand out. So if you happen to be playing when like the bar owner's there or a promoter's there or something and they see like, oh shit, this band does this stuff and they sound that good, I want to know more. Yeah, you basically did their job for them. They don't have to promote you, right, you promote a, yourself. A lot of these fucking people are so lazy locally that you know they're used to that. So if you go a little bit above and beyond, which wasn't much, taking a flyer and putting it down isn't really a lot of work. Did we get the Club Flyers idea from Glass Mansions? Was yeah. that the band? Yeah, Glass they're Mansions still, was They're the still band. doing stuff, too. They're still putting up music, so mm-hmm. listen to them. Yeah, Glass Mansions from, I think, they were just on, uh, South Carolina? Yeah, South Carolina. They were just on the radio in Austin, though, like a couple weeks ago. Um, Two-piece. Yeah, they but were th- four-piece. They were, we were, yeah, they were. We were playing with those they were a whole family. They were a whole band. <laughs> now it's just the two of them. But... Yeah, so if you're into pop, dancey electronic music, I guess now that's what they're doing. That's their focus. Yeah, that's we had that mansions. one album that we listened to in the van a lot. A lot. Yeah, and that some of those songs of I still think of. Thing. Yeah, that had that. Shut up, shut up, and kiss me. That but, was their shit. <laughs> but yeah, and then we came. In, so we learned that method through this band, Glass Mansions. Uh, they're from South Carolina. We're from Long Island. Where did we meet them? I'm pretty sure. Dewey Beach. Dewey Beach, which yeah. would be Delaware. You know, so we wouldn't have known these things unless we went out to a music conference, which is Dewey Beach Music Festival. Unfortunately, I don't think happens anymore, but it was fucking amazing. Uh, one of many launch music conferences. Another one is another big one. Um, Millennium. I don't know if they do that one I don't one know if anymore. they do that one anymore. Launch. But you just keep your eyes out for coming up this things. year. Um, That's mid-April. There was another one in... in uh, was it Elm City? Yeah, that was Connecticut. That was Connecticut. I don't know. They, they don't do that anymore. We did that um, and there was another one that was... Dewey Beach was end of the summer, right? Wasn't there one in the winter? No, it was Millennial. Mm, yeah, but they do one in um, Florida. There's one in New Orleans. 
Um, They're a lot of fun if yeah. you go. Definitely. There's, this is how you meet other bands doing stuff and then they t- give you ideas and you give them ideas and you learn and then you network and then you're doing their shows in fucking Montana and then you're doing your shows here and you just kind of create this crazy network and then they tell their friends and then you tell your friends and then everybody's friends. And yeah, and then you go to a christening for the guitar player's son. It's yeah. like a whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we were, we were asked to do a wedding um, at one point when we were in between drummers. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. that well, random. we also did the that uh the white party where we all had to dress in white, and it was a well that was that was a woman's empowerment. But that was the, thing. That, that was, was a, a Pepsi. That was a Pepsi thing, yeah. So yeah, so yeah. <laughs> so going back to networking and playing, you know, just to get um, out there, get your band out there, and to to find your way to the next level. We did a show at the Bitter End in New York City, which is like an historical place. It's not our place for our music. Um, it's definitely more of a showcasey spot for pop, poppier things and whatever. But we went over there and we did uh, we did a set for no reason. Our drummer at the time booked it, and we're like, "All right, we'll play for like no people, I guess, because this isn't our scene." Well, the one person that stayed happened to be an executive at Pepsi Corporation, and then she wanted to do a women's wellness thing, side project, Pepsi thing. And because uh, we had a female fronted band and Carly was doing bass. And then we did, they paid us a lot of money uh, to write a song. And then they we did an event and they paid us a lot of money to play the event. And I drank that, so many free beers. And that event was a white party <laughs> and it was in a penthouse over in this New York City overlooking the water. And I was such a nuisance though. They wouldn't, okay, because nothing against their rules. But it was like a woman's party. So like all the women were in the dining room. They wouldn't let me hang out with you guys in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. And I was really annoyed about that. It was a girl's that. only party. I was really annoyed. So I was acting out and being a nuisance. So I was, I drank a lot of free beers. And I was sending so many nudie pics to girls <laughs> from the bathroom. <laughs> and then seeing who responds. And then when we got home, I was like, I'm going to your house tonight. <laughs> and I was like, that's all about equality, man. It's all about women. I was so... I was I was a very unhinged for that evening. Yeah, so it was a woman. It was a big woman's power powwow. Yeah, with a lot of like fancy food and everyone had to dress in white, and it was like seat powerful CEOs of companies yeah. and Olympic uh, people and like all sorts of crazy high end bitches and yeah. And whatever. I threw a tantrum because I couldn't hang out with my boys. Yeah, and the so dudes, I was like, well, I'm going to send out nudes. And the dudes, <laughs> Fuck were, you. the dudes got all the food and beer and shit, but we had to stay in the kitchen. We weren't allowed to leave, yeah. but we but had that, to wear white. That was a flip on equality <laughs> and go in the kitchen. Yeah. We had to stay in the fucking kitchen, but it, we were closer <laughs> to the food. So it was all right. I know. That's why I was upset. And that, uh, it was, it was really nice. Like looking back, like I wish I was more, uh, not crazy at the time. Cause I was in my twenties and yeah. everyone's crazy in their twenties. Uh, but like they were talking about stuff that was really important. Like, I feel like I should have been listening, but I was just so pissed. I was like, it's all good. Yeah. But that was another show where, so we we made that connection. We got that show. We got paid a bunch of money. And um, I'll read that in a little bit. I can't Probably. focus. Uh, yeah. um, we, got a bu- we got a bunch of money. And then because our, uh, because we were in touch with so many bands and they asked us like, hey, do you know another band that would fit this night? We'll pay them too. And then we're like, yeah, we know a perfect band that would fit what you want. 
and we reached out to them and got them in on the show and made them like a thousand bucks or whatever, two thousand dollars. And uh, that's the power of networking. Yeah, that's why you need friends. It's it's not you against the world. It's like you got to team up and figure out whatever your local music culture is, and then expand beyond that little by little. And then everyone's got to work with everybody because. You can't do it by yourself. It's absolutely fucking impossible unless your uncle is like, you know, David Geffen or like some fucking massive. David Lee Roth. You're like fucking, <laughs> unless your uncle is Diamond yeah, Dave, you're not doing shit. Your cousin's Taylor Swift or something, but there's no fucking way. Or a needle in a haystack, you have that Bieber situation on YouTube. Yeah. But that is not the norm. That well, is not how it gets Even like a classes act is a good example because slash's son was in the band right he's not anymore no but they still have all those connections so it's like the music's fine you know like they do their thing but but they're touring arenas they're touring arenas and the only reason they well i don't want to say the only reason uh but like a big part of why they got that head start is because slash's son was in the band that's what i would assume like yeah, I mean, there's no other reason I, why random people in the country would have these yeah, like, crazy right. condoms. Imagine you're Slash and your son's in a band. You're going to be like, no, I don't support my son's band at right. all. Well, like, yeah, well. as a father, that's pretty bad. Yeah. But I guess it's tough love, you know. Yeah, you got to like earn, earn it. You Go live in it. the U-Haul like <laughs> I did. <laughs> well, isn't the Fiddler dudes, they came from the TSOL. Yeah, TSOL. And uh, one of them, their, uh, their father's like... Uh, like one of the best surfers like of right. all time. He's like the big kahuna man or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, they come from like known entities. And they uh, they got lucky because uh, one of the dudes was offered to produce uh, the dude from Green Day's son, uh, Green Day, his son's band. Oh, Swimmers. Swimmers, yeah. He produced the Swimmers album. That's pretty good actually. But... Uh, the dude from Green Day told him like, all right, you got to stop doing heroin if you're going to produce my son's band. So he got sober and he got to produce that dude's band. So it's like one of those weird things. It's like, it's like getting ice cream with a cone. Yeah, it's like getting ice cream with two cones. It's like getting a prostitute and getting it's money. It's like getting ice cream and a prostitute. <laughs> it's like getting a hooker with cones. It's like a hooker with a Klondike bar. Dude, it's like a traffic jam with ice cream. <laughs> Fucking all the chits. And you get a free car because someone left their car in the fucking oh, accident. Man. It's really interesting kind of doing it this way, the way we're doing it, because I feel like a lot of people are in the same situation. I mean, we know the touring thing because we did it. Yeah. So we know what we're missing out with, missing out on. Yeah, we know like the pros and cons of it, of like, pro, it's fun to travel. Uh, con, it's expensive. <laughs> Yeah, but at the same time, like, uh, like the the pro is that you talk to a million real people. Yeah, everywhere. So if you're really good, people fucking actually give yeah. a shit. Like it's amazing. The con it disrupts your entire life. Like if you have a lot, if of you shit. have yeah, if you don't, then fuck yeah, it. if you have nothing going on and uh, you can afford to tour and you're good like your music's good and you're good at talking to people yeah fucking go on tour all year round yeah like have at it but for most people it's like yeah they got jobs kids lives and shit so it's like so you gotta figure out another means yeah so it's like all right you gotta pick and choose the shows you're gonna do that are out of state which is kind of that's like the boat we're in now it's like interesting it's like we did like the shit 
really shitty tours, like the shitty shows, everything. So we kind of know like, all right, it's worth it for us to take five days off to go do this. It's not worth it for us to take five days off and go this other route. Yeah, because we, we know. Because we did it. But if you didn't know, you should do all of it. Yeah, you got to do it all. And we also made our own contacts, so which we still kind of have. So we have like cheat codes in a way. Uh, but we did pay our dues doing what we did and all that kind of stuff. We played in shit water. And <laughs> you can get a lot of traction. You can do big shows locally. You could do a lot of really cool stuff. But you have to get your music out there. And the only way to get music out there is to actually show people your music in person. People want to live stream stuff. Why don't you just go with your fucking open mic? You could hit two open mics in one night if you really wanted to. My biggest issue with the live stream thing, it's cool because it's a way to like play for literally everyone. But it's like I know I've watched live streams for 30 seconds and then I just walk away. Yeah, I tune out. Like, yeah, I can't. I leave it going because I'm like, all right, maybe something will like pique my interest. I'll come back. But like, I'll open up a live stream on my phone and then start doing a million things because I can. Right, right, right. If I'm at a show, I'm like, I'm not in my kitchen. Sure. You know, <laughs> like I'm not going to start cooking food. You get distracted. Yeah. Like, there's too much shit to be distracted there's too much, by. And it's yeah. so hard to hold someone's attention through a phone. And there's no vibe because you're just looking at a computer screen. Like, how is that different from a reel? Oh, shit, we got a phone call. All right, so open mics, they're important, all that kind of shit. Mm. Um, Other thing we're trying this year, we are trying to just go crazy with contacting anyone that has a blog or a podcast or anything like that, reaching out in a million different ways. We're finding the funniest thing. So like with Midnight Mob, what happened was with that, people would come to us. Because we were touring around, playing out so much, and then people would just see us and talk about, and then people would just come to us, do my thing, whatever the hell it was. Um, and then we got to a point where we had a publicist, and they would reach out to their contacts, which were bigger known blogs and things like that. And then we had a manager who knew all the people in the industry, and he would reach out to his people and blah, blah, blah. And things would just come to us, and it was all quality. But when you don't have all that, and you have to reach out to get press, and you need press, and the reason why you need press is because you want to... When you reach out to a venue and say, hey, I want to play your venue, they're Google you. If they Google you and they find all this crazy fucking press behind you, you're going to look more important. Just like if you have like pro photos and pro videos and a pro sounding music, they'll take you more seriously. They'll put you ahead of the line of the 10 other people that do shit was lagging way, way worse than whatever the hell you were doing. Um, you just have to stand out and a way of doing it is with press and no matter how small the press is, it doesn't matter. It's another SEO thing to the, your band name on, on Google. So, but at the same time it is very difficult to cold call these types of like entities. It is very interesting though to do it. It's sketchy and strange. Yeah. It's. It's like years ago when pot wasn't legal everywhere and you tried to buy weed off a stranger. Yeah. Like that's how it feels yeah, yeah, reaching yeah. out to some of these people. Yeah, it's kind of like, weird. It's a weird fake conversation. Yeah. Like, you're, like yo, we're, we're like friends, but you're not. What's, it's, what's really, really weird about like a lot of these blogs and, and things like that is like 
you either come off too professional and they're turned off or you're not professional enough. It's it's weird because some of them like you do the whole professional, like you do the email to, like, to whom it may concern and they're like, oh, you're spam. Right. And then there's some people that you're like, hey, how's it going? And they're like, all right, you're immature. Like we're not going to waste our time on you. <laughs> like, what the- and then in the end, they want you to pay them to post something they want fucking credits. They want, they want you to pay for their review, a lot of them too. Yeah. Some of them are outright, like out front about it. They're like, hey, if you like our site and you want us to review your shit, you know, pay for it. Some of them, which we learned today, will send like, you know, you submit your, your information and then uh, they send the automated response, which sends you somewhere else. That all of a sudden becomes like, oh, you don't qualify for us to review you, but if you pay three credits, fucking Max will put you on his Spotify playlist. Right, which and is... you look into it, and you're like, who the fuck is Max? Max is just some guy from Iowa jerking off in his mom's basement. Yeah. Like, I do that too. Yeah, like definitely in her Where's basement. my credits? <laughs> yeah, and then the person's like a nobody. I don't know. I'm just so money. hung up on this credit situation this one website had. It's like, how do you... What are credits worth? Yeah. I just... I'm so hung up on it's, it. Uh, it's weirdly shady how the shit works. And a lot of time, if you want to get on a legit Spotify playlist, it's through labels and PR companies. Like there's no like you're a dude off the street and yeah. you got a band. No one's going to fucking listen to you because it's a million of you. You have to go through another means that was already like verified. Yeah. You know, which is like a higher like an entertainment lawyer. Um, you know, a, a credible label, a credible manager that has industry contacts. Uh, and those are for the big playlists that everyone's The ones that to. actual are legit. Yeah, because anyone can add you to a playlist because sure. like one of my friends texted me two weeks ago. He's like, oh, I just added Misfit Saints to like a Long Island music playlist. Right. I'm like, oh, that's cool. How many people are listening to that playlist? Yeah, sure. I don't know. Yeah, when I was looking at Midnight Mob data, through Spotify artists, we were on over 700 playlists. Which yeah. Is fucking crazy. Wild. And um, a lot of it, and if you look at our streaming numbers, they're not like you wouldn't think from someone's on 700 playlists. They're not that high. They're pretty low. Yeah. But, um, and a predominant amount of trap, a lot of them were just fans. Yeah. Um, just people who had their personal profiles. Yeah. And they throw they, on and a they workout a, playlist, yeah, a shop playlist, exactly, whatever it is. Exactly. And then like most of the streams really came from like a couple of um, video game soundtrack playlists and things like that. But uh, the fact that you get into personal profile playlists is such a cool thing too. Yeah. Because that's, that's um, evergreen stuff. It'll never end. They'll always listen to the music for the most part and... It's, it's fucking crazy. Well, it's like you were chosen for that place because they really like you. They re- it's legit. It's not like, it's valid. oh, someone said like through like the grapevine of music industry, like, mm-hmm. oh, you have to put this on a playlist because it should be here. Now, it's like someone put you on their playlist because like, I really like this song and I like listening to it when I do this right. activity, whatever it is. And it's like, uh, I can validate paying to be on a Spotify playlist if it's a legit valid Spotify playlist only because it's high quality seriously 
verified. Yeah. But like. But that exposure alone is massive. And the amount of money you'd have to pay would probably be pretty extreme. Yeah. It's not credits. No. <laughs> no. It's not, not the, some weird subscription Not for service. fucking Marie. But <laughs> Marie Wee, you know, uh, whatever you are. Marie Wee. Tell us who you are. So, I don't know. Before you waste your time dicking around and getting on, trying to get on playlists, trying to get your streams up and all that kind of stuff, I would focus on something completely opposite, which is a free, local, open mic. Do them five, seven nights a week. All different bars all over your fucking county, town, state, wherever, however far you want to go. Um, and if your music is legit, You'll get that instant feedback over and over and over again. You'll get better at what you do. You'll get better at talking about your band when you're on, like, just you on a microphone, you know, by yourself in the guitar. You'll hear your music better. Uh, you'll you'll start to maybe rewrite some of the stuff based on what you're hearing. Record your open mics, and you got free live content. You know, it's like. It's not it's hard to Honestly, record an acoustic guitar and one microphone. You get a good quality. It's good enough. Some really good recordings we got were just with our phone. You hit record and you put the phone under the seat mm -hmm. where you're sitting. And it's a free acoustic live performance. Yeah. And if you're a featured artist in one of their open mics and you got like a 20 minute spot, now you got a, tw and, if, and the show went really well. You got a free live recording of yeah. your show that you could put out on Spotify if you really want to. And I wouldn't worry about, oh, but it's it was recorded off an iPhone. Who the gives fuck a shit? gives a shit? If your music's really good, it's really good. And like, if, it's, if there's clarity, it's fun, good enough. Like, well, there's nothing wrong with that. In comparison, like, we were listening to, like, the Colt live the right, other day. Right, at, like, Wembley From Wembley Stadium. Yeah. And it sounded like shit. Yeah. And that's Wembley Stadium. It's fucking out of control. It sounds yeah. like, it's it's just like the reverb is so out of control. And like, yeah, it's Wembley Stadium. That's yeah. impressive He, he was fuck. ducking like every other word because he couldn't figure it's out where the fuck It's just a bad recording. Yeah. But like, is. you can record your fucking open mic shit on your phone and it sounds fine. It sounds yeah. great. It like, it doesn't matter where you are or what you're using to record. And it's easy content. You, it's free content. Yeah, you can throw it up. If you want to use SoundCloud, SoundCloud. If you want to throw it up on Spotify, just get it. And if you want to give it to your buddy that masters shit simple, you know, simple master just to bring the volume to a proper place. And it's done. Yeah. You, you got and you get that free, uh, free crowd interaction at the end. You get those free claps. Yeah. You don't have to simulate that. Yeah. No, it's like <laughs> legit shit and it's your banter yeah. too so you'll show off your personality in between a song or two um along with you know how you sound live and now because you have your shit how you sound live in this raw format you could promote use that to promote yourself for other venues i mean this is where i sound like you know acoustically um but i have a full band too yeah and they'll they'll be very if you're that good they'll be so fucking interested and to well that's what happened with misfit saints you did yeah. you played industry acoustically Acoustic, yeah. randomly by like yourself two songs right through matt yeah. yeah and then they were really interested in pulling the whole band just from what you did yeah and this is a venue that's like next to the biggest venue in long at the paramount yes yeah, right like it's right in the two, same spot two or three storefronts up from the right paramount, and this is where everyone from the paramount hangs out at this other place called industry which is an amazing spot and they've progressed yes, if you're ever so in new much. york go to industry like yeah. i recommend it to people just to hang I out i do now too like all the time i'm like you, you like you like cool shit like random cool shit you don't know what the cool shit is until you get there like just go to just this go place. there it's got a built-in crowd yeah everyone's cool no one the drinks are good drinks are all good food's good um 
they're always doing something every night. It's either like an art night or like uh, they got trivia. They do mm -hmm. the karaoke. They do the open mics. They have bands play. Like it's it's like Andy Warhol's like the factory. Yeah, it's comfortable. It's cool. It's upscale, yeah. not upscale at the same time. You know, it's a little bit for everybody. It's that artsy Brooklyn scene. Yeah, it's without like, going into the city. Yeah, if you're from Long Island. It's that cool city shit without having to actually go into the fucking city. Yeah. And then you're in the middle of like Huntington. Which has the best fucking food. Which has got, yeah, it's got fucking everything over there. Um, you know, but that's, in my opinion, that's where you should spend your time to get fans down to your show. I don't know. I mean, yeah. you start with those open mics and kind of hustle through there. And, and, yeah. and, and well, also challenge your band to do the open mics with you. So see where they show up do they give you positive um ideas on like oh okay maybe i'll do this instead of that does your drummer really want to bring his full kit to do yeah. an open mic or is he cool with oh i think this song will sound good with just a shaker and um fucking uh, a maraca a maraca I, I don't know whatever um a wood block anything right and like how does your band respond Are, is everyone really trying to make this acoustic thing work or are they all just trying to do their own thing you'll you'll have an interesting gauge on yeah. your band on how you work together when doing stuff like this too i think that's what's cool too about the open mics is like you'll see what doesn't work yeah it'll very quickly. it'll be fucking like when, yeah, whether right it happens face. to yourself where you're like oh this sounds bad as we're doing it or you watch uh, another group trying to do something you're like that sounds bad because they're all trying too much. Yeah. It like, you learn very quickly at an open mic. Whereas like, you go to like a show, you're expecting everyone's band to play. So you're like, well, this is what this band does. That's You just accept it. But an open mic, it's like, it's a free for all. So you're like, oh, they're doing this and it sounds terrible. Uh, I'm going to make sure I don't do that. Or like, they're doing this. That sounds amazing. I want to try and do that. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's like you learn on the fly, I would say, at an open mic. Yeah. As opposed to, just doing a show. Yeah, because you're you're more raw. Like you're you're not. Um, there's no effects clouding it or anything like that. It's just literally your guitar. It's, it's unforgiving. And a voice. Yeah. yeah. So like you'll know immediately if you suck or not. Yeah. So that's another good way to like record your set because if you suck and you're singing on a key, or you're playing fucked up notes half the time or if the rhythm's completely off and no one's noticing when it's happening you go back to those recordings you're like you gotta tighten up <laughs> yeah you're like what's going on yeah you gotta fix the problem otherwise you'll you won't go anywhere you're just spinning your wheels but uh i don't know I, I feel like open mics are definitely the focus to pushing your band to get people in the door to and since they're free you could do them everywhere you could do them at bars you could do them at record stores you could do them at coffee shops you yeah. could do them at restaurants you could do them out in the sidewalk you could kind of you could just float around like a fucking minstrel and kind of just do it everywhere and honestly open mics like if you're terrible at taking feedback it's probably the best way to do it because people will tell you if they like you and if they don't say anything to you you just weren't interesting enough or you weren't good enough, mm -hmm. but they're not going to, no one's ever going to be outwardly like you suck. Yeah. Yeah. So like if you're, if you're worried about like, you don't have like enough tough skin or whatever to take feedback do open mics because literally no one will ever tell you you suck. Yeah. They just won't say anything. They just won't they say shit to you. Yeah. They won't, they won't talk to you. They yeah. won't make any attempt to interact with you. And 
that's where you learn from there. It's like, all right, I didn't catch their attention. You know, I wasn't interesting enough for them. How can I improve that? Mm -hmm. But no one's ever going to be like, yeah, you suck and give you no feedback. Someone's going to be like, I really like that. I really like the part where you did this. It's also a good (laughs) way to see other bands' work ethics. So, like, if you're doing this open mic and you stay the whole show, let's say you're going on towards the end, right? Because you got there late, so you signed up late. (laughs) And you stay for the whole fucking thing. And you, and you endure all this shit in front of you, some of it good, most of it bad. That's kind of how it goes, whatever. Um, and then you go up, and then everyone leaves. That's a lasting impression. Yeah. I know that when, if there's a bigger, a, more, a legit show that we're setting up, those are the people I'm not asking to be a part of it. Yeah, I'll tell them to come. But I'm not telling them to play on it. I'm not going to promote them. Yeah. I'm not going to help them out in any way, shape, or form. You know, like a lot of people show their true colors and how hard they actually work when they don't actually network at an open mic at all. Yeah, I think the biggest piece of like just getting anywhere with music is being there, whether or not like yeah, yeah show up if you're uh, if it's open mic or just regular show. And you're fourth out mm-hmm. of five bands. You get there before the first band. You stay till the end of the fifth band. That's just what you do. Right. Whether or not you like the music, whether or not you like the people, that's just what you fucking do. Mm-hmm. You stay, you support. And honestly, if the bands don't do that, the other bands don't do that, it makes you look better. Yeah. You're the, you're the only one that gave a shit about right. anything right 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 it looks way better on you whether they realize it or not they yeah. might not they probably don't even realize that you're there doing what you're doing no. they and just all, care about themselves all it takes is a simple like applause at the end of each song simple like good set or whatever whatever and then they leave and they look like shit and you look great because you stayed for you know five bands yeah you did your thing most likely the band that's on after you appreciates that you've been watching everyone and that they know you're going to watch them. Hopefully, they're going to yeah. play better. You would hope. Yeah. You'd hope open mics kind of like wild west. You don't yeah. know what you're going to get. You don't know, but you know, no one's going to shit on you. That's what you do now. No yeah. one's going to like tell you, dude, you fucking suck. No one's imagine that. if they did that. Dude, it'd be a crazy place. Open mics. If that It'd be hilarious. It'll just be silence. Nobody will just talk to you. <laughs> they're like, you know, that song you just played. Fucking hate it. <laughs> but it's funny because even if you saw like an act that went on before you that wasn't good, you could still go up them and tell them, "Hey, I like that one thing you did." Yeah, if you were paying half attention, right? Just open the door to speak to them just for a little bit, and they're like, "Oh, cool." And then, you know, maybe, you know, they'll say, oh, "Are you playing tonight?" And they're like, "Yeah, we're playing like in a little bit." Maybe there's more of a reason for them to stay because you had that conversation. And then also maybe you exchange social social oh, bullshit. Yeah. Wait, didn't we do that? There was a band in Columbus, Ohio. The he wasn't this he wasn't the lead singer. His name was like Skyler though. He had the Oh Skyler, yeah. Fro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With his band. Yeah. We played with them. So we played with them. We met him in Columbus. It was Columbus, Ohio. It was like right by the college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're talking to him and I think they played before us or something. Yeah. And we're talking to him, really got along with him. And he convinces his whole band to stay and watch us. Yeah. They didn't have to do that. Nope. But we're like, dude, we really liked what you did. And he was a friendly dude. Yeah, then we kept in touch with them after Yeah, that. we played another show with them in yeah. Brooklyn. Yep, yep. And um, it's one of those things. It's like, 
we could have just been like, oh, good set to everyone. Mm-hmm. But we were like, oh, yeah, let's become friends with the, the golden retriever of the band. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like telling his band, like, guys, we got to stay. We got to hang yeah. out. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you have people it's there. A fucking friendship. And then he comes to a show in Brooklyn that we put together. And then they invite you to do shit. And then that's how it works. Yeah. But if you're, that's why the music industry isn't for an introvert any, anymore. It used to be. You used to be like a, fucking brooding yeah. fucking quiet individual in the Could corner a, a prince of darkness you used to be able to get away with that no nah, you can't get away with that anymore that's the soft limits no. and if you're getting away with that you're not running your shit and you're just the face of something mm-hmm. like, probably yeah somebody's controlling your shit and you're just the you're the face of it whatever and you're, it is. you can never think you're better like you're more worthy than anyone else either you're always just there to put on the best performance you yeah. can put on and to meet more people and extend your network really i mean there's no you know you're not there to bully anyone or be an asshole you can't be an asshole you just have to kind of always be positive i guess you can say because there's just so much uh it's negative you do a million shows like how many how many local bands do shows and they get like like three people like and no reoccurring audience. Like that's got to be the majority. Yeah, right? but it it's like how do I don't you know. Do- Sometimes I see local bands doing things so wrong that it like astounds me. They'll be like, like one of the biggest mistakes is playing too many shows in one area. Right. And you'll see a lot of bands do that, and you're like, they'll be shocked. They're like, my fan base isn't growing. It's like, well, how many times are you gonna play to the same seven people? Like, yeah. And then not do anything outside that. Yeah, and then, if anything, if you're going to play the same amount of shows in the same area, you're going to see your audience dwindle because, let's say you have 100 people going to your show, but you're playing another show next weekend, 20 of those people might be like, oh, I can't go this weekend. I'll just go next weekend. Yeah. And then it starts filtering off that you're, way. You end up competing with yourself, which, yeah. is the, which is the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, you can't play every show. That's why open mics are another good thing to do because you could do them as many times as you want. You don't have you don't to announce have to pro- them to anyone. You don't have to promote them for shit. You could text you one to. or two people if you want to. Like you could text your coworker and be like, "Hey, uh, we're gonna do an open mic. We're gonna hang out at this bar. It's more of a hangout than it really is a show." It's a good way to get to know your fans too. So if yeah. you like, if you met some fans and you like, um, you got their names and you, you remember where they lived and stuff, and you and you have their contact information, you could be like, "Hey, listen, like personally." You send them a text or whatever it is, um, and say, "Listen, I'm going to be. We're going to be in your area doing an open mic. If you want to come hang out and have a few beers, now all of a sudden you you upped it from like stranger to more of a a friend, a buddy. Yeah, and, and there's th- no uh, there's no strings attached as far as like it's free. It's a fifteen dollar ticket. Come on, hang out. Like yeah, no, it's no. it's free. Like it's free. You hang out. Most likely, free. we'll buy you a beer just and, for hanging out with us, and you'll get to know. <laughs> those people a little more so when you do have a show that they have to pay a cover for they'll be more inclined to do so yeah and they'll be more inclined to bring friends Mm -hmm. because they'll be like these guys are awesome they're really good friends of mine exactly like i think that like kind of sums the whole whole thing up of to sum the whole thing up in one word friendship (laughs) is the only ship worth sailing It's true. It's like you just you just can't be an asshole. Like this is the dumbest thing ever Dude, you, you could can. do is to be an asshole. <laughs> no, nowadays you can't. You used to be able to in the eighties. You could be the biggest asshole of all time, and they'd give you like yeah, you'd figure it out. They'd give you all the drugs you wanted. Yeah, the party would still happen. <laughs> yeah, no, but now, now it won't. Yeah. Now people are like, I don't want to work with them. They're a piece no, of shit. You really can't be an introvert, and you can't yeah. be a negative fucking douche. And if you are gonna be an introvert, 
there are ways to make it work, but you got to be creative as hell. Yeah. You got to. Like, well, there's something else to it then, right? Yeah. You got to work really outside of the box. Like you got to be like that moody, broody motherfucker. You but have to like, be able to levitate shit. With yeah. Your mind, like you're yeah. good at having like maybe more one-on-one conversations with your fans as opposed to like, I can speak to a group of 20 at a time. Yeah. Like there's ways to do it. It's not as easy. That's <sighs> for sure. I can't even, I can't imagine someone because then you got to get on stage and be charismatic. And if you're an introvert, good luck. Your songs must be fucking absolutely amazing. For well, they're about rainbows and gods, yeah. obviously. <laughs> <laughs> One of the many topics. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we'll do these more often. This is just a food for uh, thought. and uh, That should be the name of it. I preach open mics. Food for thoughts. Food for, th- food for tots. Food for tots. <laughs> <laughs> food chicken, for tots chicken nuggets. grow your musical career today but uh yeah and then we'll throw more on vanzic studios website vanzicstudios.com i'm organizing a lot more right now yeah and if you are interested in getting on the podcast your band wants to talk about your music you want to talk about stuff that you found a cool tool or something that you use or if you just want to drink with us on a podcast yeah if you just want to hang out on a podcast and drink with us or something we'll do that too just yeah. shoot the shit about maybe music you like i don't even care yeah we could text your sister yeah we don't care we're just basically kind of simulating our our touring experiences when you just talk to people forever and uh i mean it's kind of funny even locally we'll do an open mic on a tuesday for no fucking and reason come home come, wednesday at three in the <laughs> afternoon <laughs> for no fucking reason other than we just hang out with everybody it's like man timmy was so chill <laughs> His house was so nice. But that's kind of how it works, you know? You have to be that way. And you, you, it's not a, it's not something you schedule. It's not something you... There's no chapters and page numbers and blueprints. It's just... You just have to put yourself in it. I can't even read anyway. So yeah, fuck that. Books are useless to me. No, nah, and I'm tired of reading to you. I gotta <laughs> read to my kids. Fucking read to me. I can't read Cat in the Hat three times. <laughs> How many hats does he have? I gotta know. Oh, he's got so many fucking Fuck. <laughs> he's a fucking asshole. He ruins everyone's party. I'm surprised he didn't come over today. Oh, no, he's on his way. <laughs> all right, so all that is Vanzik Studios, VanzikStudios.com. All the handles are Vanzik Mosh Pit. Uh, Carly Quinn, Quinn with two N's. You could find her everywhere. And then uh, Misfit Saints is at Misfit Saints. And all sorts of new music in 2023 and all sorts of shit going down. Keep in touch. Airheads at VanZigStudios.com. Peace out.